0: Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, where we keep our whip in check. And now here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Leadership Development. Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, episode number 64, where I get to join one of my dear friends who I've known for many, many years, Tony Frazier of Frazier Home Design. He has become renowned across the nation in many booming markets for his architecture, his inspiring uh, social media, and his approach to business. And I love this conversation with him today because he truly integrates the mastery of creating business from art, the art of creating business. Join me here. You're going to enjoy everything he has to share. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we get to talk and, and share your story of who you are and what you stand for and where you come from and where you're going. Very um, honored and happy that you're here today. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. I'm really excited to be here. I mean, it, it's so fun to to sort of listen to and listen to all your your uh, sort of advice and comments outside looking in. So it's it's really fun to be here to be a part of that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, well, you have shared so much with me along the way. I mean, we've known each other for many years now. About what your process has been, you know, kind of from where you began to where you where you are now, which is just such a success story. And that's and that's so important to me to share because most people who have accomplished so much say a lot of the same things that you did. They have a vision of where they want to go, but they don't really know how they managed to figure out getting there you know, all the right. all the surprises along the way. What right. was the biggest, what, if you look back, if you have one thing to tell yourself that day when you began, like, right. what's the biggest shocker?
1: <laughs> well, man, that's a hard question. There, there, there's been so many, right? There's not like one thing. Of course, the first thing that comes to mind is, is COVID and like just that whole like change of everything. That was probably our biggest kind of trajectory change along the way. And then um, as I you know mentioned earlier it's sort of the idea of hiring just a couple buddies and it's just a few guys in a room designing houses to suddenly like oh I have this thing that's that's bigger than me and oh I don't I don't really know what I'm doing here I just wanted to draw houses and now suddenly I need to create systems and processes and, and have people in place to help those things run a lot more efficiently than me just you know when, when I had Two or three employees, I was the manager of all of that. And I looked over their shoulder and looked at their emails a lot of times and was involved in every little thing. And then as we grew, it was just a different, it was a different thing. Like I said, it was it lived and breathed on its own. And I had to build it and and step away, which I'm I'm still a work in progress, right? So I'm still learning that right now. Um, so I don't know, I would tell myself to to keep reading business books and and ask uh, Ask people that have done it and have been there and involved. That. And that's probably one of the things that I haven't done as much is, is reached out to other people and ask questions directly anyways. Um, and so that's, that's what I would tell myself is uh, network, know people, read books about business and understand it. Because when you're building a business, it starts off, or at least mine did, very small and intimate with just some buddies and suddenly grew into this life force that that is a, a different animal than me managing every little bit and piece. Totally,
0: I remember when I first got into the home building business, somebody told me about a book about a baker who was really good at baking,
1: okay. and then he
0: opened a bakery. And <laughs> right. was running a bakery was not like baking, and it's so much different and so much harder. And you don't get to spend your time baking anymore, doing the thing that you're passionate about because right. Right. you got to run a business. Yeah.
1: Right. And that's what, you know, the, the funny thing is when you read business books, it's like, do what you're good at and run the business or have people run certain things and put people in positions that are better at that than you. But it's, I, I do wish that I could just sit with clients and sketch and doodle all day long, but I haven't, haven't figured that process and system out quite yet, but that, that's exactly what I want to do. If I could just bake all day long <laughs> and have everybody else move things around and shift and turn on the oven. That, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I haven't figured it out yet though, but I'm going for that <laughs> versus just like, hey, I'm gonna just manage this business. You know, yes, that's yes. certainly not why I got into it for sure.
0: Well, I was gonna say, so why are you? Why are you doing what you do? Because you've you've accomplished so much. You've grown in terms of what you do. Even evolving right. through that process has been huge. So why are you doing
1: it? The, the love of design and creation. I mean, it started in the beginning with, with art. I was always, you know, what, what I like to say as an artist, you know, I was always drawing as a kid, and um, my family is in a construction background, and my grandfather taught um, architectural history at, at Wake Tech, and so it was just a natural, when I got to that age, it was kind of like a natural progression into architecture, and, and um, my brother's in the building business. My dad is a tile contractor. So, I was around it all the time, and I was an artist. So, i um, getting in the weeds here, but I would go out in the field and with my dad, and I knew that I didn't want to do that for sure. That was not my thing. And, and so, at some point, I sort of realized that art and, and construction could sort of intersect. And that's why I went down this path. And as you alluded to, it initially started with a smaller, more of a drafting type mindset in, in production building because that's what was popular when I started the company in, you know, 2007. And then it sort of morphed over the years and I've I've found a passion back, I've sort of looped back into the art, you know, the artistic side of things and pushing the envelope and creating a thoughtful design. So it it sort of shifted into, oh, this isn't all just about me creating something really cool. It's also about creating a house um, or a home for, for a family that they can live in and hopefully have a better a better sort of life and existence is a big word, but, but life in the home and the way they live and the light comes in a certain way and they become happier, like designing for wellness, as you hear all the time. And so it just sort of like shifted over the years. And then the big picture would be that I would leave some sort of legacy that going back to ego, it would be like this sort of legacy that people would be like, Oh, Frazier home design was like a, a big thing. That team did a lot of things in Raleigh and helped to shift the trajectory of architecture and, I like to think we're a part of that here, and um, hopefully people will remember that. So that's, that's why I do it. It's all these things sort of mixed in which have changed over the years and morphed and hopefully continue to morph a little bit.
0: I mean, I talk about it all the time, too, that as our seasons of life change and as we progress, there are different things we value that we're passionate about along the way that motivate us. right. And one, one of the things I noticed what you just said is you want to have impact. You want to know that what you're doing is contributing and impacting lives, communities, um, art, you know, right, right, neighborhoods, right down to all of those details. And you're not doing it just in a small community now. You are you have grown yourself across, you know, the nation and in, in a lot of different thriving areas right now.
1: Right. Absolutely. And, and it's funny just how those motivators have shifted where in the beginning it, it was literally, of course it was about money a little bit, it, you know, just like, Hey, I want to make more money and kind of go off of my own, but also just wanted to create my own thing. And it wasn't necessarily about brand or making a huge impact in the community or anything at that point. It was just like, Hey, I want to start my own thing. And I want to draw on my own and create. And, and, and then again, it's sort of just shifted in this much bigger thing. And it's like, Oh, we're kind of like making an impact here. And suddenly we're drawing all over the country and getting calls from all over. And, and people know our name now, like in other States and all over the place and it's just shifted. And that's it. That feels good. And, and the, you know, one of the big motivators that I've sort of skimmed over is, is the team. Like, you know, I, I had, mentioned that, you know, building and systems and processes probably wasn't my favorite, but but really like it's a cool thing to like build a team and, and for me to like stand back and watch them debate certain things on design and them push each other and sort of step back and watch all of that and, and just watch the team be its own thing. Like that's really, really cool that that certainly wasn't on my mind in the beginning. It, it wasn't even it wasn't even in the future at all. I just had no clue that that would happen. So it's really neat to like see all of these things morph over time. So
0: yeah, absolutely. What I love about this is you are an, you were an artist. You you are an artist. Thank you. Who decided to run a business? Artist meets business, right? And and that can be such a challenge for for many artists in in many industries. But now what I just heard you say is you have made an art out of building your business and you like looking back to see what you're creating. And what have you
1: thought creating? about it like that? But yeah, I guess that's a great point is it's sort of like turned into that. I still love I still would love to just sit and draw, right? But what a cool thing to go, oh, I just started drafting in my house, hired a few guys. Now suddenly we're in this office making a huge impact in Raleigh as a team and now across the country. Not a really huge impact across the country, but it's spreading all over, and we're drawing houses in Utah and Oklahoma and Florida and Texas and and you know, all over the country, which is really cool. So it's just nice to see that happen.
0: I love it. I love you redefining what art is going to stand for for you, and it and it aligns with how you can have the most impact, and and that's right. what I I enjoy about that for you. So tell me what when it came to what was the scariest thing about starting your, you know, going out on your own and beginning and growing like that and all that happening?
1: Well, of course the initial thing is like, all right, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell my boss that I'm done and I'm going to start my own thing. Was, am I going to, it's not like I had these like lifelines, like, all right, it's going to work out. When I go, I already know, I've already talked to a few builders They're they're going to go with me. I didn't do any of that. So right. there's a lot of risk in the beginning to kind of go off on your own and that was like the big scary thing and and i started as i mentioned in 2007 so it was sort of pre-recession i was in my house by myself starting made this big leap and luckily again 2007 so at least here in raleigh things were still hopping so like i hit the ground running i the first thing i did was i went to the HBA Home Builders Association of of, uh, Wake County and then wrote down everybody's name and sent everybody a mailer. And the calls just started to come in and things took off and got busy right away. But again, I'm by myself in my house. So it's all relative at that point. And um, I was thinking, all right, I need to hire people and, and get an office. And then, as you know, the market started to dip a little bit. And, you know, fast forward six months down the road, I was hitting refresh on my email a lot. Like I'm sure somebody's emailed today. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've gotten an email. And so I refresh and like wait for the email. And then at some point, probably in 2009, it started to kind of go back up. And then in 2010 is when I hired my first employee. And that leads into the second scariest thing that I ever did was hire somebody. I remember I, I went to, to Barnes and Noble and got a book, like hire your first employee and like read the whole book all nervously. <laughs> and I ended up, I ended up copying out a little bit where the first person I reached out, or actually I reached out to a couple of people, but ultimately I hired a buddy of mine that worked with me at the previous company that was, was since like defunct because of the recession. And he was, he was at home kind of just looking for a job. And I called him up and I knew how he drew, I knew how he acted and his his motivators and all that stuff. And so we got together and and started it and, um, and and then hired another person and kind of kept going as things started to build. And initially, as I mentioned, it was just at that time, it was what I would consider production type builders that were local. It wasn't, we weren't working with national builders or anything, but it was, it was builders that were kind of getting started in that time as well, because land was cheap and at the time, and and they were still getting a hold of foreclosed properties and the custom guys weren't out from under that hit yet. So that's kind of how it started and then leapt up from there.
0: Amazing. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: But a few beads of sweat along the way hiring.
1: And it it continues. It's not stopping anytime soon. (laughs) But those were the, you know, of course, going off on your own, hiring your first employee are, are huge, huge things. And there's been many more since then for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm mean, going to just, it, this is bad news. It's not going to stop. Yeah. I'm <laughs> the beat and sweat don't stop, but you will get better and more comfortable with managing and wiping them off. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: right. That's, That's the crazy. thing. I mean, I think every business owner at heart is, is not afraid or has learned to overcome the, the fear of risks, right? So if you're not afraid to take risks and, and those risks get bigger and bigger as you go along, unfortunately, but just that feeling of like, all right, I, I'm going to, I could potentially fail, but, and and maybe I will, but I'm going to, to work really hard and do my best, push for this goal because I really want it and I really believe in it. And I, I think that that goes beyond like money as we talked about before, like that's passion. That That's like, I want to accomplish these things and push myself and create something versus just like, I want to do it because I really want to make money. Um, I know some people are very successful at that. Me, I, I'm all, all passionate. So the, the risk is, um, I think that when, when I come to a financial um, crossroad, risk is a little scarier than, than when I have passion kind of backing me and pushing me through it. So, and I think that's a part of it.
0: I think you're right. I think that at the end of the day, when you have that motivation and that level of commitment, you're willing to overcome all of that sweating, all of that anxiety, because right. you're in it for the long haul. And you know what? Even if you, it's got, you really don't fail. You just kind of learn and pivot along the way to figure out what the next steps are. There's not True. really failure in it
1: at all. It feels like it at the time. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> not totally. Failure. I mean, just you know, little little blips in here and there. I don't know that we yeah. can have like big failure as a team here, but you know, you, you learn like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. Or I learned from that. And I wish I would have done or made this decision sooner or, or so on and so forth. You have learn from those things.
0: Yeah. What do you think has made you unique and, and you know, stand out amongst the rest? There's, you know, lots of residential designers and architects throughout the nation. What what makes you different? Why, why has this worked so well, Tony?
1: You know, ironically, Michelle, that, that has shifted much like everything else in this conversation has shifted over time. We're initially coming out of the recession. All I did was I just returned calls and did exactly what I said I was going to do that's it. That's it. I wasn't like that great. I wasn't creating like, the, the, you know, beautiful art and thoughtful design. I was getting back to people and builders weren't used to that at the time. They're like, oh, no, this no, guy's going back it's like right on. away. <laughs> and he, wait, he's, he met the deadline. He said he was going to beat and did what he said he was going to do. That was, that was it. That was, that was exactly how I made it work. And then over time it was of course like pushing design. So now we're in this space where, we are taking the time to have more thoughtful design and more thoughtful spaces, and I think we're known for our exteriors, where I'm adding artistic flair and pulling from, you know, other architects around the country and architecture that's been around for you know 100 years, and and I'm I'm being again very thoughtful, and and I'm dialing in the proportions and the scale and adding some some whimsy to all of that, and I and I think that's what we're, we're known for now. Is um, we hear it all the time. It's like builders. And clients or builders in particular will say, you know, we, we we use other designers. We use these designers to get things done and to push things through. And then we want something really special. We we go to your team, um, and I'm, it sounds kind of cocky, but but that's that's what we're known for, and and that's where I we're, we're pushing things and kind of molding ourselves to and, and pushing even farther in that direction because it's it's what I've found makes me happy. It's what makes the team happy, and sort of that's the driving force. And the backbone of the trajectory of where we're going.
0: Yeah, I think you're just very confident in knowing who you are, where you want to be, where what you've built to best suit your customer. You know who your customer is and what you're capable of creating for them. I don't think that's cocky at all. I think it's so confident to know exactly where you are so you know how to serve them best. Yeah,
1: right. so good. And you know, the, the funny thing about that is I always feel like the competition or just everybody's chasing me and I treat every day like that is they are on my back, getting better and better all around me. And so I'm constantly pushing and changing and adapting and getting better and reading. I mean I, I spend you know time every single day either practicing sketching, e- even if it's not for a job or I'm like practice, practicing perspectives or I'm reading architecture books or I'm watching listening to podcasts, whether it's from a business side or an architecture side, just because not, not really. Like I'm, I'm really like thinking about the competition. I'm just pushing myself. Like I just want to get better, and I want to be better than I was yesterday. And and certainly, like when I look back last year, it's a very fun thing for our team to go look look what we were doing like last year. Even like look at these old photos from our houses from two years ago, and look what we're doing now. That's like the most rewarding, fun thing. And so I'm always, I just, I, I literally feel like someone's on my back, like pushing the entire time, and that's what. That, that's what I think has made us successful is that constant urge to change and adapt and improve.
0: I think that's so powerful and I think it goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier where yes, you're you're advancing yourself and evolving and getting better and better at your at your passion, at your skill, at design, at all of those things. But what I've noticed is kind of what you were talking about, the art of the business and building of your business and your people is also what's happening right now. And those two have to happen together or you're kind of in trouble. I need you to share the story you shared with me not too long ago about, you know, leading your team. And one of the talks that you've had to have with them through kind of like coming back after COVID and (laughs) rallying troops, you know, let's get back. Let's get back to it. Tell me like from a leading your team standpoint, I feel like that was such a great growth opportunity for you and for them. Tell, tell about, share that.
1: Right. So, um, you know, initially, as I mentioned, it was just a few like guys that I like to consider friends in a room together drawing houses. And that has sort of morphed over time and become this company. And I You know, I don't have a business degree or something, and knowing how to manage all of these different personalities and how to get everybody together. But um, we're very close. With all that being said, and we, you know, we're involved, and I'm I'm very involved in every little piece. That's one of my faults, but I'm I'm very involved. We have conversations daily, and I am a big motivator. Like I'm so passionate about what we do that I'm sharing that constantly. And like, hey guys, if if I, you know, won the lottery today. I I wouldn't change. Like this is exactly what I would be doing. Yes, I would probably you know bring in some different aspects of the business and investments and things. But this is what I. I don't do this for money. I do this because I really care about the impact that we're making, and I just love coming in here. I love collaborating with the team and everybody, kind of getting excited about these projects and then seeing those come to fruition. So all of that is is a huge motivator. And COVID specifically, when we we went home for a year during COVID, and I, I. I could be wrong, but I feel like that's one of the things that I, I should not have done. Like that that's a learning thing that so when COVID two comes, I may I may stay in the office, but when Oh no COVID <laughs> know, right? when, when we went home for a year, when I look at it on paper, everything looks great. We actually, because expenses were so low, we actually the profit margin was really nice. It looked great. We didn't have a blip at all. And and the thing that the paper doesn't show is, is the team aspect. Like we didn't have as much collaboration or discussions. Yes, we talked every day and, you know, people would call me with questions and things and we'd have staff meetings on Tuesdays, still via Zoom, but you lose the collaboration and, and the constant push to each person and just like, yeah, man, that looks awesome. Or what do you think about this? And you, you miss all of that. And so ultimately when it was, when it was a year later and time to come back to the office, of course, just like every other company, I had to um, push. I had to be like, what? all right, guys, everybody, they're offering shots now. Everybody get the shot. I will, I'll pay. I'll meet you up there. I'll do whatever. Let's get the shots. And everybody come back. We, <laughs> it, I was pushing everybody. Long story short, I was pushing everybody to come back to the office. And they did begrudgingly. We all come in. And it was a little bit fractured where, there, you know, people were kind of grumpy to be here. Not Not bluntly, but it was like... You can yeah. feel it. It was it was like hovering in the room, you know, it, it was around us. And I had, you know, a couple of people that were negative, like coming back and that negativity was spreading a little bit. And and I had to sort of remove those those pieces from the puzzle and continue on and motivate and push. And it, and it took seriously like like six months to almost a year to really like get out of that, get everybody back. On the same page, and and that could be you know my management skills or whatever the case may be that it took so long, but it was a thing for sure, um, and it was a learning part, or a big learning piece in the puzzle of, of Frasier Home Design, and I'm sort of trailing into the next subject, but that that was also when we did a big push and a big change as we switched software, like right when we came back on the middle of all this sort of confusion, and and I'm sort of like geared up and excited, and everybody's back, and I'm like, okay, guys. We've been dragging our feet on this 3D thing for a while. We're drawing in 2D and converting things to 3D. We need to do this big software change, which is a big deal when you draw on one piece of software all day long. And some of the guys have been using it for 15 years. And so that mixed with coming back and all of that, you know, the 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 burn of learning something new while meeting deadlines while while being back at work was a big thing. And, and it's it's really, really um, it, it is very rewarding to look back and, and go, look what we, it's one of the things I was mentioning, like, look what we did like last year and look what we're doing now, look what we got through. And so there's many meetings where I'm like, guys, we have to push, we have to feel the burn. We, and if you're not, we're just sitting, we're, we're stagnant, right? Like this is, this is the way we need to feel. And I did this little thing. I don't know if I told you this, but I was like, you're going to look back like in two years and say, this is the best time of your life. <laughs> like this right here learning this new software. You're going to love this and it it hurts right now. And it's not fun at all, but I'm telling you, we are changing, the company is changing and we're at the forefront of it in Raleigh and and you should be proud of it. And look what we did together as a team. So there was lots and lots of speeches like that. They weren't like plans. It was just like me getting out there on the floor and us like all these sort of like, what about this? Or this doesn't work and this sucks, you know? And And then we'd be like, well, if I won the lottery today. <laughs> so um, I was luckily able to push through that. But, but again, it's not, it's not like I'm sitting here like everything's perfect. It's all great. We made it through it. And but it's, it's continuing and it's pushing and it's pushing into the next thing and continuing to adapt and systemize and develop processes. So it's I'm learning, Michelle, work in progress. So
0: we all are. And I, I have to ask, when you did that, did they roll their eyes at you or did they laugh?
1: <laughs> little both, little, little both. Of Nobody was like,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> oh, guys.
1: <laughs> I like to think when I left, that they were like, all right. That, that's Or if anything, it's sort of like solidifies, like, this guy's really passionate. Our leader is really passionate about this. It's not about the money. It's not just to do, some or to make some sort of goal happen. It's just, it's really like architecture. And us together is like, I really care about the team. I love the team and I love what we're doing as a group. It's not like the Tony Fraser show with employees. Like it's, we're doing it together and I love that. I mean, and so I I like to think that they could feel that when, when, when I left those meetings. Um, But there was some frustration. It was a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. But you know, I mean, like I kind of teach there's six leadership attributes and one of them is authenticity.
1: I mean, you got that. I have one. We're good.
0: <laughs> and passion. We're going to check that okay, one off cool. the box, too. Well passion. done.
1: Right. <laughs> and, and I've learned, or I am learning other things along the way, as I mentioned, processes and systems, which is my weak spot. Like, that's not my thing. You know, I, I learned that, like, later on and would listen to podcasts. Seriously, they, they t- business podcasts taught me so much about developing it, writing it down. Like, of course, I would be like, hey, man, we, we've been doing this forever. Why didn't you do this? And like, I, I forgot. And I'm like, hey, when, when you get to this stage in the process, do these things. And I'm like, we all do it. We, you did it last year. Now you're not doing it now. So just like writing everything down, putting it in systems and processes. And that has been a huge benefit to our company. And also I hired an office manager, which has been hugely beneficial. So she's handling a lot of the things that I used to do, but also her strong point is her systems and processes and, and they're not mine. So it's, it's been really helpful in a learning Process along the way.
0: I I literally have this conversation probably three times a day with clients to say, <laughs> get somebody next to your side who loves doing all the things you don't love doing. Right. I mean, right. Let them be amazing at it because right. one, it's the greatest gift you can give to yourself, but two, they love it. They right. love doing this stuff. Right. Right. And, and they just thrive on it. And I'm like, go, yes, go, do it. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and, and you know what's funny is I've learned that we talk about changing kind of like a molding and, and shifting, but like I've seen things come out of people that I didn't know that they had. Yeah. And, and things that, you know, when, when we first started out and everybody was a project manager, they just really just drew, you know? And then of course, as we change and build, it, it has been like another layer added. And to, to like each year, it's like, here's three more things you do, by the way, and not all of those project managers are good at all of those things. Some are really good at design. Some are really good at communicating. Some are really good at the technical aspect, um, organizing, but not all of them are good at all of those things. So amongst them as well, and our systems and processes, we have kind of said like, all right, you're going to act as a team. This person is really good at 3D modeling. This person's really good at the floor plans. This person's great at communication. So you all team up and then do all of those things. And then they get in their happy space versus somebody like, man, this 3D stuff. I just don't want to do it. But I love the floor plans. And then, and then they walk away, hopefully, a little happier and and yeah. more excited to come to work and, you know, gratified by by what they're doing and what they're achieving. So
0: Yeah. Well, let me tell you, you don't need a business degree to think about things so simply in that way and logically and figure out what's working and what's not working and change it and pay attention to people and what they like and what they don't and be intuitive with what's motivating to people. Like those things aren't business school anyway. That is just human intelligence that you already have that. And, And many people do. And I think they think they need a business degree to do a lot of these things, but most of it, they don't. You really can trust yourself to figure it out.
1: In fairness, I did it like year 12 of the company, but yes, <laughs> yeah, I have started yeah. to do that. But it was a slow, it was a slow growth, you know, but, um,
0: you were a slow learner in some things that's yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: absolutely. hundred percent. Or I'm like, so caught up in like, go, 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 go deadline, yeah. deadline, deadline. Yeah. That unless you have some of those things in place, like it's hard to like hover above things and look at it from the big picture. Like that's what weekends are for me. And a lot of like, you know, I'm with my family, of course, but sometimes my head is up there and I'm like, oh, and, and so like, oh, I can see that from like far, far away or on vacation. I'm thinking about it and, and I can see it from outside looking in. But when you're in the middle of it and you get caught up in it, which is also one of my passions or just deadlines of getting in the middle of things, um, it's hard to, to see the big picture.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, that we get caught up in the way things are supposed to be done, or the right way, or was it too slow, or was it too fast, or whatever. Who cares? You figured it out, and and it worked. It worked. Now, would it have been a little smoother? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe (laughs) it happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen, right? Right. Right. And I really think that creates so much loyalty when you're that like authentic and vulnerable with your people. Yeah. And and they're like, yeah, look at, he's trying to figure it out. Yeah. He's not perfect all the time, but we're, we're on board. We're going, yeah. we're, on Absolutely. This, we're on this train. I,
1: I can see it from that perspective. I like it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, clearly they're still there.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And luckily we've had very little turnover. We've of course had a few people, you know, a couple actually just, just go um, over the years, but really it's, it's, A lot of my, like the second guy ever hired is still here. The third guy and the fourth actually are all still here. And then we built the team over time. So um, very little turnover, luckily.
0: Have you had any mentors along the way or those you've admired who you've tried to model yourself after at all?
1: Some of what, yes. and, And some of which are, are ones that I know and others are, are looking from afar, right? Mm-hmm. So well, the first one is my, my grandfather, who's an entrepreneur. And and then a, as I mentioned, he, once he was retired, he like taught at Wake Tech, but he gave me that entrepreneurial spirit and like that that confidence to kind of go off on my own. Um, and, and then of course, you know, once I got into things and started to shift towards design, I was sort of outside looking in at, at Bobby McAlpin and Jeffrey Duggan or these, these big time architects out of Alabama that, um, you know, have, have really nice, big sort of, well, not big, but impactful firms and and they are leaders in their industry. So, you know, just doing, or I would do just as much research on the way that I could tell that they're running their business from outside looking in as I would on like what they're drawing. And so I've, I've learned like that, but also I've had local business owners that are in different industries sometimes, like, you know, these names are like John Heidel has taught me a lot indirectly um, Dixon Kirby outside looking in, you know, the way that they've done their business model and and made that work here locally, or just like a couple that, and and Ward Russell, who's with legacy custom homes, just the way that those guys specifically Ward and, um, John Heidel, the way that they run their business and they're a little bit more entrepreneurial than, than I am for sure. But it's just interesting to see that perspective and those, the, the way that they think about things and the way that they systemize. Um, so that that has all taught me it's, it's a bunch of different things. taught me so much. And then as I mentioned, podcasts, you know, I don't know, I'm I'm not much, you know, I would read like a book every couple of weeks or something. But once I found podcasts, that that was it, because I really take all my free time, like I'm driving, I'm listening, I'm learning as I'm driving, but the gym, I'm learning while I'm at the gym. And so it it is such an easy way to gather information when you're not really, like, you're just doing other things, you're able to accomplish like two things at once. So, So that all of those things have taught me so much about architecture and business. Um, and those mentors, whether they know it or not, have, have have really helped sort of shape the way the Fraser Home Design works.
0: And I couldn't say this for fact, but I'm going to take a little bit of a guess that I'm not sure any of those people you mentioned have business degrees.
1: I don't know. I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> I'm pretty they, sure they don't.
0: They've, they've done pretty well and became some mentors of you. So I think it's a really yeah, important
1: point. absolutely you and know, as I like said, that. that's one of the things that I wish that I, I, I've never really like went to any of them as a mentor. Like, hey, I'm gonna learn from you. Can you teach me this or let's sit down? And that's one thing that I think that I haven't done as well as I should, where I haven't really done that. But I've learned, you know, I've just been with them, been in the room with them while they're making decisions or like seen their company grow with mine over the years and have seen people, you know, build companies and sell them. Right. So like it's really cool to to see that from the outside and it's not necessarily that I have gone in and, and sort of like directly said, hey, man, what would you do in this situation? I, and I, and I, that's a fault of mine. I wish I would. I guess I still can't, right? So I, I need to do that more.
0: Yeah, you, I mean, I think we can never stop learning and having mentors in our lives. And I think when you get to a certain point, especially, although I think at any time, being a mentor to others is, uh, is just as valuable, like literally just as valuable,
1: so I thank you for saying that. And I jump at every opportunity. People reach out to me on Instagram or call me randomly. And they're always very surprised that I take that. I always jump on the call. It's sort of like, you know, the lemonade yeah. stand thing. You see the lemonade, I'll stop every time and like buy like, you know, $10 in lemonade. Yeah. Do the same <laughs> thing when somebody reaches out to me and, and I just stop and want to talk to them and, and help them any way that I can and hopefully learn from them as well. Right. Yeah. So it, it is rewarding. It, it, it is really neat to see, though. I always go into it like, you sure you want advice from me? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> More from me? All right, cool. Here's what I did. I, don't, I wouldn't recommend it, but here's what I did. Right.
0: <laughs> Well, luckily, you, you know, you know the hurdles you had to jump over. At least you can give them the warning. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. If, if, nothing <laughs> if, a
1: big, if a big pandemic hits, consider <laughs> staying at the office. <laughs> Which who knows, that might've been my worst mistake. Maybe the whole company would have folded if I would have stayed out, and everybody oh, no. would have quit or whatever. Right. So who knows? No.
0: Who knows? I mean, like you said, you know, you don't really know now. All you know now is you learned from it and you pulled it together. Everything worked right. out. Right. Totally good. Yeah. yeah, and I think coming back together after COVID, you know, while it was probably challenging in, in, in so many industries are still struggling with the right answer for that. Right. And probably all of them are a little different, so it's hard to have an opinion. But I think there's so much value in whatever that process is that that's exactly the process they need to go through to figure out right. what's right. Yeah, right. So what's ahead for Fraser Home Design? I, I'm going to say, first, you moved into a brand new office, To yes. which is beautiful. Love it.
1: Thank you. So yes, we just moved office spaces, and we're in an old mill in downtown Raleigh. So we're, we're downtown in the cool spaces, but we have a parking lot, by the way, which is nice to be downtown with a parking lot. But we're in a building built in the late 1800s, um, or at least one portion was, and then a second portion in the early 1900s. But, you know, 14 foot tall ceilings, tongue and groove with, with big true wood beams like post and beam and exposed brick walls. So we, we like feel like we're in a real architectural firm versus the, the drop tile ceiling. Really nice building that we were in before. But now we're in like a legit like studio and it feels really good. So that's that's sort of our, our new change. Um, and I, and I, I think the next change, I mean, there, there's a lot of different things that we're doing. First off, you know, the theme of everything is we're hopefully doing less homes per year. And we're, we're trying to slow down a bit and be more thoughtful with our design. So that's always a, a thread uh, of a goal that we're working on at all times. And I think that the, the thing that may come maybe twofold is, is one, I'd like an operations manager from the business side. I think that would be super helpful to help, again, systemize things and, and get me out of the weeds with every little piece. But I think the other thing that we may start to to dive into a little bit or probably some interiors, maybe not like furnishings right away or things like that. But we're going to kind of jump into to the inside of the home. And now that we're in 3D, it's sort of the natural progression because we're showing homeowners all of these rooms now and we're showing them we're putting in trim and cabinets and all of these things that it, and you know, there, there's a lot of great homes that we design and and not that we're perfect, but sometimes I go in those homes and I'm like, man, I wish that interior, like I could see these things that could change and be more thoughtful. Even it's just like, oh, that, that casing, if that just lined up with this outlet, like if all of that kind of lined up and worked, and was just on the plan versus getting in the field. I'm like, oh man, I wish I moved that outlet or, you know, so little things like that, I think that are, are going to be are going to sort of like elevate us in that more thoughtful design, right? So I think that this natural progression of going into interiors is going to be what's next for us. How fast we get into that and how far we go is, is up in the air. But we are, we are in talks with, with uh, potential interior designers to start that path.
0: Very nice. Incredible. One of the things you said that I loved so much is that you moved into this space, this new space of yours, because it represents where you're going as a company. Right. T- expand on that. Tell me what you mean by that.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sort of echoing what you what said earlier, but I, I want everybody to live and breathe design. I don't want everybody to just be behind a screen and deadline, deadline, deadline. I want everybody to understand that we're designers, not draftsmen, and we are here creating people's homes, and I want them to live and breathe it and be, it. and I like to think that when you're in an environment that projects that feeling that, that you are more, you know, more productive, but also just, y- you are thinking from that mindset, and you're in a design, you know, if you're in a drop tile ceiling with fluorescent lighting, and maybe you're not, like, doing some really cool designs, <laughs> I don't know, uh, but but. Yeah. It, it, I think that just where we're coming from as a company and where we're going, it makes so much more sense to be here. And, and also from that aspect, it's like where we're going as a company, again, just doing more thoughtful design and, and bringing in more design elements and just constantly like, like slowing down like and editing. Like, where can we do this? Oh, let me try this here. And let's, let's and collaboration. Let's everybody, we'll put it up on the screen. Everybody look at it together and let's all throw out ideas and try different things and edit and move things around and try different proportions. And I think that this environment stimulates that. And and I think that in the end, it makes us a better company. And of course, you know, there's also, also the aspect that potential employees probably from outside looking in go, man, that looks like a cool space to work. Um, whereas we could be really, really good, but in that drop tile office building and maybe they're like, I don't. You know, this other company, they're, they're doing commercial, and it's not exactly what I want to do. That's a really cool space, and they have a really good culture. So I want to work there. And and also, of course, um, you know, potential clients, you know, to, to see this space, I think they get that vibe right away. Like, these people care about design. They aren't just drafting and knocking things out. Like, this is – they live and breathe this stuff, and and that's yeah. what I want to project. It's funny, Michelle, that I, have, I got a call from a guy – three, four years ago, right? when We renovated the old office. And we were all super proud of it. And I did like some videos and put them online. And I got a call from a guy out of New York who's a, a, a big wig person. And he was doing like a development. And he was like, you're so talented. He said, but your office is shit. He's like, I saw the video. He's like, you're never going to get like the big client. You're never going to get like, you know, the owner's the owners of a of a baseball team or like the, you know the sears roguelike guys or whatever you're never going to get like the big guys if you're in that shit office is what he said and it, it was funny because we had literally like just renovated we were all like geared up and like we're in this cool space you know so that is that is in the back of my mind at all times again people are outside looking in so we posted a few videos and gotten uh, received a, a bunch of great feedback and we'll continue to do that and put it on the website and that feels good to be like hey Check out where we're at, guys. Look, look where we are. So though it's, it's not in vogue right now, like office space, but, but for us, <laughs> another sort of against the grain uh, trajectory move. But um, it's, it's important to me and, and to the team as well, that we're
0: here. Yeah. Yeah. Your brand positioning, what you stand for, your reputation, you've built, you've, uh, first of all, I just have to tell you, it's not where you're going. It's where you already are. I think it represents exactly who you are right now, which is amazing because I think that when you, even you thinking you're putting yourself ahead, always putting yourself to your future self of where you want to go is such an amazing practice to get into, to grow into that. But you've already gotten there, but you know, there's a reason that marketing works the way it does to strike our emotions, you know, whether that's aesthetically or our other senses doesn't matter, but you're creating an environment that's appealing and, um, has that creative energy that brave energy.
1: That's what I was looking for, Michelle. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Go, keep going. You're
0: welcome. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Nice. I like it.
0: I do too. I love it. I love it. So um, tell tell us something we don't know about you, Tony. What's what's a, a little secret maybe that you can share? Do you, you have know, a hidden talent? I don't do have, have a not?
1: hidden talent. I think everybody knows. Okay. I can draw a little bit. I I, probably, I play guitar, which not everybody. Well, I don't know that I do anymore. But I grew up playing guitar, and it was a big <laughs> part of my life for a long time. I was I was going to be Axl Rose for a, a big chunk of my life, okay. and um, then kind of went the art direction. It was I don't think it was going to work out. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one little piece. Um, you know, I, I enjoy my. I, I don't talk enough about my family and and my wife, and and that that is a big part of like who I am and my sort. Of, that, that is those are my big motivators. But also, be remiss to say that I wouldn't be here where I am without my wife and and her sort of allowing me to do what I do. And and, and as I mentioned earlier, Michelle, like in the beginning when I was just like. Go 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 go! Like building the business, I would I would literally I would be like, hey, I know we said we're going out of town this weekend, but this new client just came and I need to get this done. And we're not going to go out of town anymore. And and so I would. Th- she was so cool through all of that, and has done a lot with the kids and, and everything. And and um, thankfully, I am spending a lot more time with them. But building a business, having a great partner has has been a big piece. So that that's a big part of who I am and and why I am where I am, and and also a big motivator. So.
0: I love that you recognize that. And I know at least at one point she was even helping in the office along the way. Yes, that's right. My (laughs) guess is her hands are full at this point, and that's not spending her time.
1: (laughs) Exactly but
0: right. it's what's coming to mind for me is, um, you know, there's a lot of husband and wife partnerships in business, and I talk about that a lot, and I coach other, others on that. As you know, I was a husband and wife team in business, yeah, so right. there's a lot of challenges in that, but I don't think we're really, I love that you said that, because the partnerships of business go far beyond the actual partnership of the business and the running of the business. There's right. so more. She's your partner just as much in That's business as she time. is.
1: absolutely absolutely she's not involved in the day-to-day but just the the mere fact that she allowed me to be able to push myself that hard i mean i couldn't have done that without her and then she was also like rooting me on like times when i when when i was doubting myself as you can see that i do she she was like there cheering me on i'm like just do it just just do it you know so i would just go out there and and feel like i had someone behind me and and i knew that someone was there to catch things you know, that, that I would unfortunately not have the time to spend with. And so she was there to keep things moving and, and allowed me to fully focus on on our passion. So yeah. Great,
0: awesome. a great partnership, no doubt. No yes.
1: doubt. Yes.
0: I mean, you've alluded to this already, but I, I want to ask you what what do you want to be known for one day?
1: So this is where <laughs> one, I, of course I want I want the team. What what I want our team. be to be known for is Mm -hmm. I feel like that Raleigh over the past five years has completely changed the trajectory of architecture that they're doing and and there's a more concentration in high design and mindfulness versus just hey get a house done and sell it and make money and I like to think that well one I'd be remiss if I didn't say that Dixon Kirby probably led that and and I like to think that we took the ball and because we had so many builders we were a big part of the change. And the direction and I like it. it I don't know if that would be recognized, but I would love to be known or like, man, they were they started that revolution, or at least mm-hmm. were a big part of that revolution. And, and um, it was a big deal. And I have this cheesy thing, which I think I've mentioned to you before. And I've mentioned several times, actually, is just I love the idea of like my kids or my grandkids. Saying like they're driving by the house, showing their kids or their friends or whatever. Like my grandfather's gone right now, but like that. Look at look at what he did. Like check. Let me drive around Raleigh and show you like what an impact that his company made, and that that is very inspiring. And um, in ways, is in the back of my mind, <laughs> you know, as I'm as I'm designing things. Like, would this is this as I'm drawing this? It's like like it's not about the deadline. It's not about getting it out the door. It's about will this stand the test of time. And and will this if this is sort of like what, what I'm recognized by? Does this hold true to the legacy that I want to leave behind? And and what's a bigger motivator than that, right? So, absolutely, I
0: think it's so interesting that that's your answer for what you want to be known for. And to me, you you're already known for those things. <laughs> Thank uh, you. you Thank if you. somebody asked anybody, I think you know who is at all familiar, or paying attention, they would already give that answer about you. Thank you. you. And,
1: and the question is, Michelle, and I don't know quite how to do this. How do I do that in 20 years? Like when I'm done, <laughs> or 40 years? 40 years when like I'm done and it's completely gone. The, the people go like, "Man, Frazier Home Design was a part of that, and they they were a big deal." That that is that's the hard part. Now, of course, we're we're what I would call oversaturated in the area <laughs> so people know our name we're very fortunate that people do but like how do I keep that the legacy part of that is what um uh, I want. Yeah, yeah. no big deal just like a plaque or something when kids go by on a field trip with my face like in bronze or something something Downtown
0: like that. Raleigh something like I got
1: it right.
0: I got it I'm just gonna tell you, you just keep doing what you're doing and I'm not sure why it wouldn't be so you know thank
1: you so that's, that's my thought that's a lot, um, really cool.
0: What, how are you a work in progress today? What's ahead for Tony? So uh,
1: again, I I keep echoing this, but just making the business run a little bit smoother and run without me a little bit more. And I don't certainly mean that, that I'm like on vacation or taking weeks off at a time, but I have the tendency to kind of get involved in every little thing. And so the, the work in progress for me is stepping back a little bit and putting people in those places that can help and then do those things better than me like we, we've certainly done that on a small scale but but i'm still i find myself like like i could walk out of this door right now and go down to the floor and i'll get five questions you know where a lot of those things could happen without me in theory and how do i how do i you know get put people in place systemize the process and and empower people to feel confident to make those decisions on their own and and allow me to you know work with clients and design more and, and not get involved in those things, so that, that's one thing that's definite work in progress is just not getting in the weeds with every little decision and every little piece. And it's tough because I, I even, you know, I give those speeches in the meeting like, hey guys, I don't want to be involved in all these things, like, I want you to do this and you do this. And then, it, it, unless you empower it properly and it, it doesn't happen, it just kind of ends there at the meeting, right. you know. So, you right. still get like, hey, Tony, can you look at this, or hey, this client said this, or hey, this client sketched this. What do you think they mean? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so those are the things that I get like all day long, you know, yeah. so it's, I think that I could be a lot better at, at systemizing.
0: Yeah, well, like you said, it is a work in progress, and it's something that right. you're going to evolve through over time as it's needed, as it demands of you, as you want it to, as they demand it of you. Right. All of those things are going to happen to create that as the business demands it of you.
1: Yes, of course. Which really,
0: you know, you're you're Tony, but then there's you the, the Tony Fraser Home Design business and what is your relationship going to be with the business and what are the best answers right. to those questions that's kind of how i like to approach it but
1: absolutely um, i like it yeah
0: yeah but the good news is is that you're already aware of it and you're already working through <laughs> right. it it's
1: incredible right,
0: right? i'm yeah. aware
1: i'm so aware you're aware. <laughs> <I'm>
0: so self aware <laughs> but listen i i'm so glad you're sharing because i bet everybody else who's listening to this can relate to what you're saying, number one. And number two, there's a lot of people who would love to be in your position. Maybe they have newer businesses and they haven't even achieved the level that you have yet. And they think that once you get to your level, you've got it all figured out, but guess what?
1: (laughs) Right. I don't know. Do you you ever, as a business owner, go like, all right, I'm coasting right now. Like I got (laughs) everything's in place. I'm just going to chill. Everybody's happy. Like all my employees are completely fulfilled. And I'm just coasting. This is good. I don't, I don't know it, that it, I haven't figured that out yet. I'm sure that exists. No, so
0: I don't know. If I interview that person on this podcast, that means the podcast is over. Like my <laughs> whole my whole point on this podcast is that we are, we are all a work in progress forever and ever. Right. Amen. Well and said. so if that person comes on, then I guess I got to close it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think yeah. you'll be safe. I think we're good. I, I, I'm not I, sure I they're coming it. along anytime soon.
0: I feel like I got a long run ahead of me for it. So um, you, you're uh, all over social media. Instagram has so yes. many amazing photos um, under construction, your 3D stuff, all the renderings you do, pro- projects you've already completed and are underway. You have so much on there. What are all the ways people can follow you and find you?
1: So we're we're on Instagrams, Fraser Home Design, and we're on Facebook, but sort of Facebook just kind of follows Instagram, as you know. We um, have a little TikTok channel I'm playing around with again, Fraser Home Design, okay. and this this new app that came up like last week, Threads. We, yeah. we sort of transitioned our Instagram account into that as well. So um, we're we're posting all over the place, and and it. It, I, I know we're wrapping up here, but Instagram has been a huge part of the business. We wouldn't be out of state if if it wasn't for Instagram and social media. So it has been a huge piece of Fraser home design. And and it was one that I didn't plan. It wasn't like in the business plan where I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get this out of it. It just was like, Hey, I see these other architects that I admire on there posting these great images. Let me try that too. And then suddenly like calls started coming, in and I was like, Oh, you're in Austin, Texas. That's really cool. Yeah. I would love to draw your home. So, so it's been a huge part. So thanks for asking that question. So Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and TikTok. Fraser Home Design.
0: Um, I haven't seen TikTok yet. I'm not on there a lot, but now I'm very. That's gonna be what pulls me over, Tony.
1: All right, perfect, (laughs) perfect. I've got a sweet like 1,500 followers there, so check it out. That's impressive. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) I can't wait to see. Listen, thank you so much for sharing today. I I know that so many people are going to benefit from everything that you shared, and I really appreciate you coming on and being thank so willing. Thanks, Michelle. It was
1: great to see you. Um, as you know, we've known each other for a while, and it's a pleasure being here. And um, I probably shouldn't go without saying that you're in, in a lot of ways a mentor as well in what you've done and the business that you built and the team. I think I was always admiring outside looking in the culture of your company and what you built and how everybody seems like on the same team and excited and all the, you know, the charity work that you guys would do and there's all the events that you would do. So that, that has taught me a lot. And I think about it, you know, quite a bit when I think about culture and their team here at Fraser home design. So thank you from outside looking in again, well, I don't know that i came here to for- be like, Hey, what'd you do for this team? I just like, go, Oh, <laughs> look what they're doing. That's so awesome. I want that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Thank you for saying it. They are, they were an amazing team and I was very, very fortunate to have them. And that's why I love doing what I do now so I can help other people create the same thing. And anyway, I appreciate you you saying that.
1: Nicely done. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Well, thank you for being here. I hope lots of people come and follow you and check you out. And again, thanks for sharing um, a side of you that I'm not sure everybody else Uh, gets
1: to see. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thanks, Tony.
0: For more ways to keep your work in progress in check, visit striveleadershipdevelopment.com.